Jeffrey Epstein, uh, who was the most wanted uh, criminal in America, who uh, tried to commit suicide in prison in July, and then, again, the most wanted <laughs> criminal in America for heinous, disgraceful um, pedophilia, child sex trafficking, all these things. Um, five days after he tried to commit suicide, he was taken off uh, suicide watch in his jail. And then uh, soon after that, he, quote, unsuccessfully, quote, unquote, committed suicide. Um, and it just so happens the cameras weren't working and all the guards were out to lunch or dinner. Very convenient. And, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, obviously common sense would dictate this was not a suicide. Uh, the autopsy was very secretive. Also, experts have said the strangulation marks and, and uh, the marks on his body indicate a struggle, not a suicide. So we found out today, we found out today, and this isn't shocking because Jen and I have been dealing with corporate media and seeing how horrible corporate media is in killing really, really important stories for yep. really, really terrible reasons. So today, I was a little, I'm not going to lie, I was a little twist, I was a little torn because today you have uh, this usually degenerate uh, James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe, yeah. yeah, yeah, who you know is a huckster, selectively edits videos. He's a right winger. Um, he did the Acorn videos like a decade ago, which was a lot of selective editing. And generally speaking, he's horrible. And when I see uh, Project Ver Ver Veritas put out clips uh, and James O'Keefe attached, I generally tend not to look because, I mean, it's already shown over and over he selectively edits things and uh, is deceptive. Uh, but a broken clock is right, I believe, twice a day. Um, <laughs> yeah. And what they put out uh, earlier today, as far as I could tell, is an authentic video with a frustrated ABC News anchor, basically irate because the story that she had three years ago is now out by another outlet and ABC News killed it. If you haven't seen it, let's play the video. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail. And now it's all coming out. And it's like these new revelations. And I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh my God. We, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago saying, like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. ABC News, which, I mean, there's different degrees of terribleness. CNN, MSNBC, obviously, have been working overtime to destroy Bernie Sanders' campaign. Obviously, The Washington Post has been working overtime to destroy 
uh, Bernie Sanders for years. Uh, ABC, NBC, um, NBC, obviously, it seems, covered up uh, Matt Lauer's sexual abuse or alleged sexual abuse for years and stopped, also stopped reporting from coming out from Ronan Farrow on the Harvey Weinstein's heinous sexual assault of women and sexual harassment. Uh, They stopped it when, you know, it just so happens the Clinton campaign reached out to Ronan Farrow and said, your reporting would be problematic for us on our friend and big donor, Harvey Weinstein. So it's already established that broadcast news networks kill stories based on access, relationships, this, that. To me, the thing that she said to me that was most compelling there um, is the video authentic. Well, ABC News issued a statement today. Let's read the statement first. Let's read the statement, definitely. Um, So Amy Roback was the journalist there. I'm sure she got a talking to. I'm sure that her statement here was heavily vetted by their lawyers. She, re- she says, as a journalist, as the Epstein story continued to unfold last summer, I was caught in a private moment of frustration. I was upset that an important interview I had conducted with Virginia Roberts didn't air because we could not contain sufficient corroborating evidence to meet ABC's editorial standards about her allegations. My comments about Prince Andrew and her allegation that she had seen Bill Clinton on Epstein's private island were in reference to what Virginia Roberts said in that interview in 2015. I was referencing her allegations, not what ABC News had verified through our reporting. The interview itself, while I was disappointed it didn't air, didn't meet our standards. In the years since, no one ever told, told me or the team to stop reporting on Jeffrey Epstein, and we have continued to aggressively pursue the important story. And this a- is the best part. ABC said, at the time, not all our reporting met our standards to air, but we have never stopped investigating the story ever since we had a team on this investigation and substantial resources dedicated to it. That work has led to a two-hour documentary and a six-part podcast that will air in the new year. Very interesting. So I love how all of these outlets, when they're caught killing these stories, the first thing they see, it doesn't meet our standards or it didn't meet our criteria. Well, can you tell us what the criteria is? Because Nobody knows. NBC, for example... They said, well, Ronan, Ronan Farrow, his story wasn't ready for air on Harvey Weinstein and his uh, chronic sexual abuse uh, assault and harassment of women. Uh, it wasn't ready for air. According to NBC, well, he crossed the street to The New Yorker and voila, two months later, it was published and he won the Pulitzer Prize and he deserved to. So I want to know what is ABC News, uh, what is their uh standards because how is it that then the Miami Herald with the same exact interview and by the way the Miami Herald does not have the resources of a broadcast network like ABC News the Miami Herald is a newspaper and if you know anything about the media in America newspapers are declining and what I'll say is from as a media professional myself you know when you're going through college and you're going through school and you're going through like you want to work for the major networks because they supposedly have the biggest amount of resources. They're the ones who can pay you the most. They're the ones who can give you the most for your buck. If you're paying for, you're working for the people who are not. And this is what you know in college. You get out and then you start realizing that apparently they don't have resources. These guys have been involved in news since the '50s. If they don't have resources, I don't know who has resources. Well, the broadcast networks definitely have resources. It's, bull, it's BS. I could tell. I could tell you that because in news media. All these corporate reporters, they're, that ladder that they're climbing, they're always trying to go from local, fr- 
to cable to broadcast because that's where the money's at. Absolutely. So ABC's st- statement is obviously nonsense because they're not providing whatever their standards were. What reporting did she have? If Virginia Guffrey, I think her name was, said in an interview to Amy Robach all of these claims and the Miami Herald was able to back up those claims. So why wasn't ABC News able to back up those claims? But to me, the most the, cri- the critical thing that Amy Robach said in that hidden, um, you know, hidden audio, she didn't know that, I guess she didn't know she was being recorded. That to me says authenticity. Yeah. When you don't know you're being recorded and you say things, that's when you're telling the truth because you're not going to say it on the air. So to me, the most critical thing that he, that she said was Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the 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 uh, access to uh, Prince William and what is she Queen? No, Princess Kate. Prin- Princess Kate and and Prince Andrew because apparently uh, yeah yeah that, that uh, was, he was yes. another one named. Yes, it. they yeah. they want access to the royal family. If you you know the royal family is one of the most prestigious mobs in the world, uh, mafia like that that level of you know when you're dealing with the royal family. But to ABC News and the broadcast networks, what is more important? keeping in good stead with the royal family, keeping in good stead with, you know, his highness and, and heinous, heinous? Uh, or yeah. keeping in good stead with the Democratic Party establishment. And you go, you go to air with Bill Clinton was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane uh, in some reports between 15 and 20 times. You go to air with Bill Clinton might have been on his private island where underage girls are. You go to air with these kind of allegations against Bill Clinton, who, remember, this is three years ago, so Hillary Clinton was the nominee around that time. And the Democratic Party establishment was still, is still, basically, uh, ABC and these outlets are still an arm of the Democratic Party establishment. So that's like kind of, that's a sacred cow that they're not going to go after uh, even if they had the evidence, I'm not sure they would go after the Clintons because you're risking essentially forget your Christmas card, your Christmas uh, party invitation. You're risking interviews. You're risking campaign access. Not for later yeah. for the Democratic candidates for the DNC. It's all one big club, and ABC's part of it. And to me, that is why it was probably killed. And and I and I want to say like out of the out of viewers out there right now who are you going to believe like epstein didn't do anything or bill clinton is on a jet with his history how much history how many times have people made jokes about bill clinton having relations with all the people he's had relations with like it's been it's it's like we're not going to believe that he didn't know what was going on so there's no way they can deny it and of course they're going to come out and say yes this is not what we wanted to do it's 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 a classic thing of right now, like they had, it's it, nobody's gonna believe that he didn't do it. And Hillary Clinton, three years ago, primary candidate, that makes all the sense in the world that she got that story was killed. She had the truth. They didn't want to show it, and ABC would have lost all their credentials. Like, what do you do with that? Is very interesting to me because we have Bernie here. Bernie's kind of just like right here. He's joining me for this conversation. And one of the things that I find fascinating it's sort of piggybacking off of jordan's discussion yesterday talking about the polling numbers not being honest he touched on it earlier pete Buttigieg getting numbers that are just made up like i i i don't understand and i was watching the numbers and looked in numbers and these numbers made no sense from a week ago to today it just wasn't there but another situation came up and showing this graphic and what do you guys think about this i mean 
very much a, a, a numbers that don't make sense. These numbers, okay, these numbers basically show the 2020 presidential vote preference. So it's basically showing the numbers that are Trump versus a Democratic candidate. And all of the numbers are positive, but there are some that are a lot more positive than others, right? So right at the top, what do we have? We have Biden and Sanders that are neck and neck, both at 17%. Now, we don't know. And one of the things I'm going to say, we don't know if that's true. Is that true? We don't know because the numbers have been so skewed in recent weeks. It might be more. It might be Sanders doing it far more. But one thing I will say, once again, we're going to ABC News. They put out these numbers earlier. And is is I'm asking the question, is Bernie actually finally getting a little recognition? Is he starting to be like, is the truth starting to be told? That should be the case. But after everything that has happened in the Biden campaign, I think the three negatives that have come out, which are his son, we don't know what happened. I find the one thing that I can't stand about that is that I have a son. And I know if my son was ever thinking about taking some sort of position, I would talk to him about it. Okay, so when he said, I haven't spoken to my son about it, that I didn't really believe. Okay. Second thing, calling a young person a child who was actually a 16 to 17 year old. I know when I call my daughter, if I was to call her a child, even joking around, she would look at me and go, excuse me? Like, that's so insulting. It's very demeaning. So like the demeanor is there. The talking point is there. Child? Okay. And then you don't know how to manage your own money. Okay, you're bleeding money. You're a little broke. And now you're kind of begging. And now you're kind of saying, oh, I don't know what I want and oh we need to do fundraisers and oh we need to throw concerts and oh we need to take pictures for $2,500 a piece and Alyssa Milano is going to throw us a big fundraiser and that's what's happening so how is he at 17% how is he at a position where people don't think Trump is going to hammer him in the general lecture like just hammer him saying wait can you get a word out can you finish a sentence without stuttering can you manage money Oh, you call people children? Oh, like every single negative thing that's happened. And then all we're going to hear is, son, your son, you lied about your son, you knew about Ukraine, just on and on and on and on. How is it that people think that he actually would stand a chance against Trump? Really? So then I say to myself, are they really tied 17 and 17? It makes... That makes me question the numbers. That makes me say, are the numbers right? Are they what they are? I don't know. I don't get it. But you look at this this graph and, you know, there's also, you know, Warren's at 16% and then the rest are all falling below, all falling below. So you say to yourself, okay, wait a second. If all of those neg negative things are happening, how is it, what poll did they do to find to, where people actually think that he would stand a chance against Trump with all the talking points I just spoken. And the thing that I wonder, and the thing that I've always wondered, and the thing that I, I genuinely ask about is, what's going to be his talking point for Bernie? Oh, you're a socialist. That's going to galvanize his base. That's going to galvanize his people who say socialism, you know, as we have in our beautiful promo video, that, you know, a lot of people don't want social socialist programs but at the end of the day they're doing socialist programs there we go okay so guess what guess what i question these numbers i look at this and i say wait a second this is not 
this is not, not, not making sense to me. I look at it and I say, if he's going to be at 17% and he is going to be a situation where they're tied, please explain to me how they are tied. Okay? Please explain to me with all the negativity coming out of Biden's camp, but all, but, but one negative thing, which I don't even think it's a negative thing, is his health. And I've said it a million times. I hope he's healthy. They say he's healthy. I'm going to take them at his word for it. He looks healthy. And that debate stage, he looked like he was good as new. He looked energetic. He looked vibrant. And at the, at the rally that we were at, that we covered, he was vibrant. Everything was good. So I look at that and I say, he has no talking points. The negativity... There's nothing that they could say that Trump can beat him down on. And I guarantee you that one of the things he's going to say is, you are a socialist. That's what he's going to say. That's what's going to be his talking point. The same way if Elizabeth Warren wins, you're not a Native American. You're Pocahontas. The same way if any, he has on everything. But what's he going to say to Bernie? Your health's not good? Really? That's going to be your talking point? So that makes me say that, guess what? At the end of the day, no, no, it's not... That this, this number doesn't make sense. I just want to say that that is something that I, I'll put it back up one more time because I I just looked at this and it just doesn't make sense to me. doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think Sanders has run so far a campaign that hasn't had any chinks, hasn't had any issues, hasn't, besides the health scare, hasn't had anything. I mean, I came in saying, and I remember I, I started working here about a month and a half ago, and I said to Jordan, I'm undecided. I had picked a couple names and um, did some research and then found through like no influence or anything came to the journey that Bernie Sanders is the right candidate for this country at this time. We need a total reverse of that, of what we have now. And I also believed that what he is showing is what a lot of people are not showing, which is honesty and just being authentic and just being as, as passionate about his job that a lot of people are trying, but it's not coming across. So I look at that and I say to myself, guess what? You know, how could it beat 17%? So Biden and Sanders, Biden has had pretty, a pretty disastrous campaign, yet they're tied. Is it a possibility? And this is a question. I don't know if it's true. Is it a possibility that Biden supporters are like Trump supporters? You know? Trump supporters see him as this distinguished gentleman, whereas, you know, the rest of us who are not delusional see him as a clown. He's a clown. And a pretty immoral person. That's being nice. And I'm on air, so I'm being nice. I have called him many things not on air, but I want to not destroy monetization. So... My point is, are Biden supporters just as delusional? I hope not. I hope that they are just doing this because they're like, oh, I liked him when he was with President Obama, but are open to support somebody who is not him because I don't believe he's going to win a nomination. And whoever wins that Democratic nomination needs 100% support from everyone who is not a Trump supporter and even some Trump supporters, you know, because he hasn't done right by them. As you can read the heading, he wanted his cold medicine, but CVS rejected him because he had a Puerto Rican ID. Okay? And this was just a regular college student in Indiana, clearly Puerto Rican in heritage. He was from Puerto Rico. By the way, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico 
anybody who ever questions this, but I, I've actually legitimately had people ask me, hey, is Puerto Rico, or if you're Puerto Rican, are you an American citizen? You are absolutely an American citizen if you are born and live in Puerto Rico. So uh, CVS has apologized. Basically, a student went to go get his cold medicine, was feeling under the weather, and he was rejected. The story is CVS has apologized after a college student in Indiana was unable to buy cold medicine because the employees would not accept identification. Uh, so they basically said that Jose Guzman Pañano, Pañano I'm, I'm hacking that to death, a junior at Purdue University went to a store near the dorm in West Lafayette to buy Mucinex for his cold. He wrote, his mother wrote on Facebook, when an employee at the checkout saw his Puerto Rican driver's license, she asked him for a visa. First of all, I have never in my entire life, and I want to say this really quick on camera, I have never in my entire life gone for medicine and given a picture ID that was valid, and then somebody asked me for it. A, something more as long as it had a picture id as long as it had my birthday and as long as it was valid i'm good but that's what happened essentially um asked for his visa and started confronting him about his immigration status beautiful beautiful like this is a pharmacist this is a dude at a cvs wow um asking somebody that basically uh, can I see, what's your immigration status? Can I see a visa? He had explained that Puerto Ricans are, in fact, an American citizen. And, and uh, However, the employee still would not accept the license or even a United States passport that he showed her. So he gave her a United States passport and it didn't have it. And the manager refused to sell him the medicine. So basically, um, this happened and it's just horrible. The mother obviously took to, to Facebook and said, what caused him to ask for his visa? She wanted to know, was it his accent? Was it his skin color? Was it the fact that it's a Puerto Rican flag on the license? Because that's what it, Puerto Rico has its flag on the license. You know, that's the country. And they filed a formal complaint. They, the pharmacy didn't, it wasn't until Sunday night that the pharmacy responded. And this happened like a week ago, like this, you, you would think they would be a little bit more on it to say, no, this wasn't, that person made a mistake because clearly that person made a mistake. And immediately, the only thing I can say is that they apologized and immediately happened. And essentially it was called an isolated insulin. So they recognized in that article that essentially the Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico's driver's license is a valid form of ID. Guess what? In the moment, did not help the person because he didn't get his medicine that night. And at the end of the day, I don't know if anybody else is, anybody has been to Indiana. I have. It's not exactly a CVS or a Rite Aid on every corner like there is in New York. So he didn't get his medicine that night. And what I will say is that this is very similar to the Starbucks thing that happened a couple years ago. It's like one location not educated, not well versed in what culture is and what's happening and you know they apologized and they said that this is something that only happens isolated but does it or is it just that people haven't really reported it you know i tend to think that any single any time somebody comes out and is going by the rules going by the rules then guess what they should be rewarded for going by the rules they should get what they want as long as it's nothing crazy
and and this is the bottom line. The bottom line is is that this this kid did nothing wrong. Came in with his ID, didn't get his medication, had a wrong ID, had an ID, and then was questioned about his immigration status. Which, by the way, you know, I know for a fact that if anybody ever questioned me, because what I get a lot of times is people don't know what I am. They don't know what nationality I am, so they don't even bother. They're like, this could be a disaster. Let's not even let's just help them. But I've had a couple situations, mostly with law enforcement, where guess what? They look at me and they say, so, you know, do you speak English? And I, and, I, and you know, uh, I've been a smart, a smart behind a couple of times where I say, you know, no, no comprende, no, no. And I'm just being very, like, wrong at that point. But at the end of the day, I do speak English. And they're like, wait, you could speak English? I'm like, yes. And the fact that you asked me if I could speak English is kind of insulting, but that's okay. You know, I get it. You needed to ask questions. So... But this is what happens. Um, this is what happens when it happens. It says, no, Joseph, of course he would have gotten medicines. He's a tourist from Germany. He's white. Well, that's the point, you know? That's the point. Like, that's the point. We're in a we're in an uh, age in society where racism is still very much existent. It still happens with friends of mine. It happens with people that I've known, conversations I've had. It happens from black to black. It happens from black to white, to white to black, to Hispanic, to everything else. To it, It's Jewish to black, Jewish to white, Jewish to Hispanic. It just happens. It happens. And it's it is something that, you know, you thought you would have thought 50 years later we wouldn't be dealing with this. But this is happening. And it happens because people are not educated. They don't understand that, you know, brown doesn't necessarily mean Middle East. I go through the the airport check-ins i always get stopped i always get asked you know where what country are you from and i have a united states passport and i say i'm from this country i was born in columbia south carolina like what do you they don't get more american than that um and that's what happens all the time that's what happens all the time 